Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Good morning, Mowers. Have I got some news for you? <laughs> it's happened. It's happened. We've got rid of him. I've finally, <laughs> I've finally been able to oust my co-host, Adam Peacock. He's off on who knows what other duties. I'm not sure if he's going to the... Funeral of the Queen, or he's going to Roger Federer's final game of tennis, which he, he'll be doing some brucing uh, during the week. Give um, and my man Adam Peacock on that. But mowers, welcome to the Saturday morning mowers. It is your host Nick Davis, and I am taking over the show finally. <laughs> welcome, listeners, on SEN 1170 in Sydney, SEN 620 on the Gold Coast. A special hello to all our listeners on SENQ 693. Probably not feeling that great after the Brisbane Lions got absolutely towed up last night by Geelong, but we'll go into that. Listening live on the SEN app and the Mowers podcast. Let us know where you're listening to the show and how happy you are that our man Adam Peacock is not here. But I am joined by <coughs> the man and <coughs> pardon me. <laughs> <coughs> I got to get this joined right. by COVID. <laughs> COVID, uh, no COVID here in uh, in. Uh, in Adelaide at the moment, where I am uh, currently sitting in SEN Towers in Adelaide. But the man that is, we're unsure if we, if we had to introduce him as uh, left arm bowler or pitcher. This is the man with the shortest run up in uh, in BBL history. But our man Steve O'Keefe joins us this morning on the Mowers Sock. Good morning. Ah, oh, good morning, Nick. It's a pleasure to see you finally sitting at the helm. The inmates have taken over the asylum, which I really appreciate. <laughs> and we're here with Gibbo. I think we can make this work today, don't you? We can make it work, and yeah, yeah. we'll introduce our man Gibbo. You're, you're coming at first drop today, Gibbo. How, how was your preparation? Uh preparation. Look, Nick. I uh, look. I like to not have a big Friday night. You know me. I like I to take it easy. <laughs> uh, but I felt this week that I really should just let the cat out of the bag. I had a big night last night. Yeah, you <laughs> Full did. Full disclosure. There's yeah, so much disclosure. dust in here. Is there dust? Yeah, we're going to have to open the door. Open the door. Okay, yeah. I'll open the door here. Yeah. But I, Nick, I am pretty pumped for you to take the reins of yep. this show. Adam, I feel like, has been weighing us down, mm. if anything. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to talk about uh, football. Him. We can stop talking about him. Yeah. yeah. We, can no, we no. have the public Can we have the public <laughs> service announcement? that is there, There's got to be a button there that gives us a public service announcement that this is a football-free zone. We're, we're not going to talk about the world game. So if you're tuning in, to listen to anything about the world game and or Adam Peacock's views on the world game. It's not happening. So you've got five seconds. Uh, If you want to tune out now, you can do that. And if not, we're happy to have you for the rest of the show. But Sock, uh, how's your week been, mate? Mate, good. I uh, I was in here, what, on Thursday, Gibbo? 
Yeah. Into the show and with Joel. We're re- re- sorry. Yeah, go on, Gibbo. What were you I thoughts? thought you were you were outstanding on mm, Thursday. Soft. Thank you, You're mate. Really building towards. I can see a blossoming media career for you. Reputation. Yeah. Repu- yeah. Repu- yeah Take reputation. Media reputation. You reckon? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. That's good. You're out. Well, how are you finding doing Thursday I'm, afternoons? I'm enjoying it. I mean, I'm learning from the best, and today's another new experience. I mean, it's another new combination <laughs> at the top of the order yeah. for me. I'm all about new experiences, yeah. Gibbo. This is like uh, playing Zimbabwe in Cairns, right, at the moment. Yeah, that's like, right. It's a bit of it's a bit of fun. Yeah. Hopefully you take some wickets. Not much of a crowd. Well, yeah. Not well, many yeah. listeners. <laughs> you know, 12 yeah. listeners. We just can't get beat. That's the only thing. Yeah, and we're probably going to get beaten by Zimbabwe. <laughs> that would be like that. No, no. Uh, no, I've had a good week. It was my niece's birthday. Birthday yesterday, I had a bit of driving to do. Went out to the new Cricket Central out at uh, Wilson's Park, uh, which is near Silverwater Jail, where Chris Dawson is staying, who just recently got imprisoned uh, on the teacher's pet, which leads me to one other point, Nick, which is not sports-related. Uh, my girlfriend, um, Lexi, works at news.com, and she got a message during the week from someone uh, who reckons he knows who committed a bunch of murders back in the 70s, just got messaged out of the blue. So we spent most of our weekend doing a bit of sleuthing at home. <laughs> sleuthing. Sleuthing. Have you, can you? I can't sleuthing. spell it. I can say it. Sleuthing. If you need someone to come on that's all about sleuthing and delving oh, yeah. into people's private lives. I didn't know the murderer back in the Give 80s that killed a few man. people. Feel free to ring in. How, how was that, though? That, it must have been a pretty harrowing experience for It us, was so. considering the nature of the murders, which I won't get into because I don't want to undersell the podcast, which I'm later exactly. going to sell on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Award-winning. Yeah. I won't give too much away about the murderer, but it's Gibbo's pet. Yeah, <laughs> you fill in the blanks. Um, the Northern Beaches. <laughs> yeah. So there's a bit going on at the Northern Beaches. Surfer by day, murder. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the, the ginger hey, killer. Hey, guys, Hutchie's just out here. So yeah. Let's yeah, okay. Yeah, let's be, right. yeah, the boss is in the building. There's so a sport on this weekend, there. is there? Yeah. Okay. Man, there's been a, there has been a lot of sport. <laughs> given the fact it's preliminary final week in the AFL and semi-final week, and we will talk Wallabies, Gibbo. You can fill us in with that debacle, which we was an amazing game. Those bloody was. submarines. Why didn't we buy the subs? We got stitched up by the French again. Unbelievable. Anyway. Unbelievable. The yeah. Wallabies go down there. We'll talk about that. I, I am in Adelaide. I'll be, I'm in Adelaide this morning for the Sydney Swans AFLW game. And then I will, will be back at the SCG tonight for the big clash between the Sydney Swans and the Collingwood Magpies. And then I will be heading next door to Allianz for the Cronulla Sharks South game. So That's big, a humdinger. It's a big Saturday. Who are you for, flying uh, with to come over it, with? Because flight at the, at the moment, yeah. I, was on, I was on Qantas and it just cancelled my flight up to Byron. Who are you flying with? Do you, yeah, I do don't you trust that. them? No, I'll be, no, virgin. I'll be virgin. So, um, okay. What no, about the flight? Very, very good. Yeah. I'm on a strict, I'm on a strict, uh, I'm on a strict <laughs> at the Virgin Lounge. It's the, 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 the Dinner rolls, the dinner rolls there are a real speed up for me at the moment. And if I, and if this flight gets delayed and or cancelled, and I'm in the Virgin Lounge for too long, the dinner rolls will be uh, will yeah. be stocking up. Yeah. Can I get a mowing report? Can I get a weather report in Sydney at the moment from you two? Is it is it mowing weather? It's stunning, mate. I woke up this morning. I reckon it's the hottest morning we've had. Well, I don't know if this winter. Where are we? Winter, spring, whatever. In the last couple of months, it's about 18 degrees. I checked this morning. No hoodie, got out, it's perfect. Now, I don't know what sort of weather is perfect mowing weather. I'm guessing, you know, you don't want it to be too hot, don't want it to be too cold, somewhere in the middle. I feel like that's where we're sitting at the moment. 
Yeah, you don't want it too hot. You don't want oh, but when it's too hot, that means you can um, you can crack um, crack as stubby as your as you're mowing. Yeah, <laughs> as you're mowing <laughs> exactly. Mm. <laughs> the the you sort of go half. It's probably when it's too hot, you can probably go and you know, and just sip the beer as you empty the catcher. Every time you need to empty the catcher, you don't have to wait till the the job is complete. But yeah, as per right. usual, we are brought to you by Toro Mowers. Toro's one hundred percent grass fed mowers, leading the charge as always. And topsport.com.au. Any of the AFL, NRL, any sporting action over the weekend, head to topsport.com.au and gamble responsibly. Download the app. Tristan and the team are up there, and I will speak to Tristan later on in the show, and we will. Uh, the Brownlow Metal Markets. Oh, Tristan, if you are listening, I know you do, I want a total of Brownlow Metal Markets. You can bet on each round who you think will get the 3 to one in each round. Obviously, the Brownlow Medal winner. Who's going to win the, uh, the team voting? There are plenty of ways that you can get involved in the AFL Brownlow Medal on topsport.com.au. Now, Gibbo, I'll... I'll, I'll Give me a little summation of the last four minutes of the Wallabies New Zealand game, just quickly mm. before we go into it in depth later on in the show. Okay, Bernie Foley hadn't played for the uh, the Wallabies since 2019. He got so he the forgot main the rules. Man. He just he forgot, forgot the rules. Ah, <laughs> uh, look, the Wallabies got a penalty on their own line with a couple of minutes to go. They were up by three points, I believe. Mm-hmm. Bernie Foley then was due to kick it into touch after a penalty. He was time-wasting. Let's not sugarcoat it. He was time-wasting. Oh. Usually time-wasting isn't penalised, but he was penalised, and the All Blacks then get the penalty. They score. It was a 50-50 call. Well, it wasn't even a penalty, was it? It was just a scrum. So it, Australians weren't penalised. They were penalised. Oh, they yeah. couldn't have the ball, but it wasn't like yeah. a, a shot. So what is no. what is that? Is that a short arm? Short arm. Short arm. So short arm. You can't take a kick for goal. You can tap it or you can take a scrum. Um. The All Blacks end up scoring in the corner. I always just feel it's a pretty shit way to lose, but people like yourselves are casual rugby union fans. You guys tune into the game on Thursday. Hey. You watch that mm. and you think, okay, I'm probably not going to watch again. Mm. Disappointing. Mm. What did you think, Sock? You are. I, a- I watched it and, and really enjoyed it. I thought we'll rock. I mean, you're saying that he was time wasting. I don't reckon he had a good chance of. Did you see Slippers' but- interview with Ros Kelly at the end? And he couldn't even hear Ros from two meters away asking him questions. This French referee, who's Tim Un, Tim Uff. <laughs> Um, un, um, you, yeah, it's very right. hard to, to, to disassociate the difference. Sock, you need to read that in the rules of the Mowers Club. We, we, it, we've had an incident before where we frowned upon Accents are frowned upon. Okay? Are they? Yeah. The French. But it's French accent. French, French is not yeah. too bad. There was a couple a, of yeah. There was a couple of incidents where we went down. The, I'll stop at the Good French idea. accent. Yeah, yeah. But Got like, it. Uh, he was time-wasting when he was kicking it into touch. Yeah. Why not kick it into touch, get the ball out of our red zone, and then waste time? Why, mm. why would you be wasting time when we are so close to our try line? But look, yeah. Benny Foley's the man. He is the ice man for a reason, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. He, he just six from to- six off the boot. Had a hell of a night with the boot. <laughs> Set up one try with a beautiful offload. A couple of defensive errors, I thought. But, you know, what do you expect from a guy who's been out of the international game for threes? I just feel like that's the closest we've been in so long, the Aussies. And to get robbed. We were robbed. Yeah. Like, let's not sugarcoat that either. If he's going to go down to it, I filmed it and sent it off to a few mates because I'm in a chat. It was about eight seconds from when he said time on to when he kicked the ball. And, I mean, I'm like, if that's the yardstick for time-wasting in rugby union, 
let's face it, 60, what is it, like 58 minutes out of 80 is actually played and the rest is blokes lying down, queuing up scrums, <laughs> line outs, other, and then exactly. we're going to... Oh, we're, we're, we're worried about wasting nine seconds. Oh, I know. When, when 90% when of the game, game on a scrum. Is, is I agree, spent Scott. out, kicking it. It's, yeah, anyway. Yeah, do, yeah don't waste that nine seconds. Spend 30 seconds setting a line out, <laughs> you know. Anyway, Very let us slow go on. Let us know, 0457736736 on the text line, or give us a call, give Gibbo something to do, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 your thoughts on the Wallabies game. In the NRL last night, Parramatta 40, Canberra 4, uh, the Eels sock, they were pretty slick, uh, they scored four tries in the first 25 minutes. Mitch Moses, uh, he passed his HIA to return, and they set up a, a big clash against the Cowboys next week. Yeah, it was comprehensive last night, wasn't it? I think the halves really stood up. Um, you know, there's been a lot of conjecture about Parramatta all season. They've sort of haven't lost two in a row, but they tend to be uh, consistently inconsistent. But last night they showed their wares about how good they were. And a lot of people, a lot of pundits out there who know a lot more about football than you and I would have, would have been tipping the Raiders. Um, but I think they were far, far more dominant through the middle. I think the matchup was always going to be in the middle um, with the big forward packs, but I think they won that definitely early on, out-energised. The Raiders, um, what they have four tries in the first 20 to 30 minutes. And if it yep. hadn't have been for a, a, a brilliant individual effort from Xavier Savage, um, the scoreline would have looked a lot different. So, uh, yeah, 40 to 4 sets up the Cowboys so all the way up to Townsville, in which you hear that must be a hard place. Did you ever go anywhere that you just didn't want to play AFL where you just like, nah, I don't want to go there? I get the, I get the feeling Townsville would be one of those places where you'd be like, oh, this is just going to be hard work. From start to finish. Yeah, it was never fun coming over here to Adelaide, actually, in the old footy park. It was, uh, yeah. <laughs> What's the address was... there? <laughs> <laughs> you want to do a meet of... and greet with Nick Davis? Yeah, yeah. come <laughs> down. throw eggs at him. <laughs> come down to SEN, SEN Towers here in Adelaide. But no, Adelaide was never the greatest place to to come and, and play footy. You, you mm. Actually, it was actually not too bad because you didn't actually go out in Adelaide because it was... Uh, Half an hour time difference and a decade behind. So <laughs> you just sort of, <laughs> you just basically sat in your hotel that, room and got ready for a is game. Is that video easy still open on Rundle Moor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. I went down to Blockbuster last night. <laughs> Jurassic Park? Yeah. I did. And, and yeah. we're actually working off dial up broadband over here at the moment, too. So <laughs> the, show, <laughs> the show is brought to you. Hey, so if we do glitch in and out, sorry right. for our listeners. Oh, if you hey. go missing out of Rundle exactly. Moor, you better get that first flight out of there, son. Yeah. Hey, Nick, um, on yes. a kick catch note, Last week, yes. Wonga Blake had his troubles under the high ball. He did. W- were you surprised that Canberra didn't pepper him at all? Absolutely. It would have been number one on the on the kicking tip sheet for uh, for the Raiders, as far as I'm not. I'm sure that they've got people that can do it. Um, mm. Jack White can can kick a nice ball down there, but you saw what Wonga Blake was like under. Um, under the high ball the week before, and it would like oh. I don't I can't. It's extraordinary why they just every time they one you've got him trying to catch the ball, and two you, it's on the opposite side to to Sivo. Yeah, no, I agree. But they, I mean, they, what did they end up with? I think thirty five percent of the ball. It's yeah. hard to dominate. They didn't have much yeah. of the field position. I'm sure if they got into better positions, they could have. But you are seeing more and more these guys going for those sort of floaty torpedo bombs from fifty out. Um, maybe it's one of those things in teams. You know, you go like you, you see someone have a have a bad week like that, and then you go right. Let's not focus on that. Let's not so. Let's just focus on our game rather than that. And then you completely yep. forget to expose. Like you just the be putting him under the pump. Yep. Like Nathan Cleary saw him drop one, and then it was just relentless. Yep. And I'm like in no. this game where it's like small 
little uh, percentages, either you know your way or the opposition's, if you can find that small crack, you just try and exploit it. Uh, but unfortunately, I think Canberra had a few more problems, i.e., defence near the line uh, and on both edges. So. Yeah, anyway. that was disappointing for the Canberra Raiders. Uh, in the AFL last night, Geelong, comprehensive winners. Uh, they absolutely give it to uh, the Brisbane Lions, 71 points. Uh, the Cats are, are one win away from the, the premiership and the side that everyone thought was gone last year uh, have been able to make the grand final. 15 straight wins and they'll play the winner of the Collingwood and Swans game tonight. Uh, Sock, I'm not sure if you caught that, but there, Geelong were uh, were very impressive. I'll leave you. I, I'll, this is your domain, mate. I'll <laughs> leave you with this one. But so this is 15 straight from a team that finished where last year? Where did they? Uh, they finished. They uh, they made the prelim last year. I think they okay. made the prelim, but everyone thought that they were probably um, in a bit of a rebuild. Probably finish in the bottom half of the eight and. Uh, and take a couple of years to get back into the premiership window, but they were they were really good last night. Um, injury concerns going into the week. Chris Scott was pretty positive that that they'll be able to have their full complement of players ready to go for the grand final. But uh, they'll sit home tonight uh, this afternoon in Geelong and watch the Pies and Swans game eagerly getting ready. Golf, there's golf happening all around the world. At the moment, I think our man, I think our man Gibbo Rory is winning over it on the DP World Tour in Italy. So that could feature in the stupid multi later on. And <laughs> the Fortinet uh, is is that that tournament is happening in Napa Valley at the moment. In football, there's a week off in the world game this week. So there's no results in the football this weekend. And in the NFL, uh, week two started off with a, a cracking game. The Kansas City Chiefs 27 Defeated the Chargers 24. The Chiefs are 2-0. and uh, A big divisional game there. Justin Herbert, the quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers, fractured rib cartilage. And as if you're going to throw the ball or sock, if you're going to bowl the ball, you would mm. imagine that that would be an injury that would not be very comfortable at all. Oh, mate, I've played through worse, to be honest. Hey, Nick. That Is was the thing? first. Fractured rib cartilage. Fracture rib cartilage. I've yeah. never heard of that. Well, that's before. what ESPN is. You do a rib cartilage, now. or you fracture a rib. You don't fracture. Have we got a rib our man Trey rib. Wingo or or Phil on the on the job? Our ESPN correspondent. Mm. Okay, yeah. What I'll do, boys, in the ad break, I'll go call America and I'll make sure it's fractured rib cartilage. I believe is it a is. Thing. I think it is. Yeah. Mm. But well, Nick, it is now. That was the first let... night that um, <laughs> Amazon Prime had the footy. How did you like the coverage, Nick? Uh, I watched it on KO as we do it. We do all things on uh, on ESPN, uh, on SEN. Sorry, but um, no. Look, I think it's uh, it's something that the American, the sporting uh, landscape does. They um, they they're forerunners and front runners in in how they uh, get their content out around the world. So I didn't catch the Amazon Prime one, but if anyone did, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six, let us know. That's there you go, Gibbo. There's the first 20 minutes. Have you calmed down now? How was my first few carries? Pretty good? Yeah, first few carries was good. Uh, mm. It was Marty Kennedy taking a quick tap. You know, you tripped over, head ball, <laughs> but you still put on a big hit in the <laughs> second set. Look, yeah. we still got more to come. So Can't We have got more to come. We have got more to come. We've got plenty more to come on the show. We're off to a break now, and we'll be back with the lord of top sport, Tristan Merlin. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, we can wipe that. Uh, no, Adam Peacock this morning, Nick Davis, Steve O'Keefe and National Broadcaster Nathan Gibbons joining you on the Saturday Morning Mowers brought to you by Toro Mowers. 
Torres, 100% grass-fed mowers leading the charge. And topsport.com.au, home of the best multis. We'll whip through a few texts on the text line, 0457 736 736. Morning, lads. Number one here. Morning, Jez. Uh, here on the Whippersnipper, believe me, Sock, the conditions today are that good. I'm going through one of those days where you seem to just whippersnip everything and just do it. Ta- yeah, so you go going, Jez, you're going the number one, the, the number one all over with the Whippersnipper, Sock. I think that's... So, uh, can you do the lawn with the Whippersnipper as well? Is that what ooh, he's saying? Is that, is that controversial? Sure. I think it is. I, I think that's in the mower's bylaws that Whippersnipping mm. is for edging only and... Look, sometimes, Sock, if you let the, the, the grass get out of hand and you need to start probably, with it, don't you? You've got to start with it. you just got to, you know, take a little bit off the top and then, and then hit it with the and then hit it with the wild. But uh, yeah. the Jez, he's number one. He's number one mower. He was a, the first in to let us know he was a Saturday morning mower on the text line. We got Muzz as well, frequent texter. After that display on Thursday night, talking about the Wallabies. Uh, at the Bledisloe game, I'm grabbing a handful of toilet paper and wiping <laughs> rugby like a dirty. It has become torturous to watch. The officials have ruined the game, plus the Wobblies are second rate. See ya, wouldn't want to be ya. Eels Muzz. Well, Eels Muzz, I'm pretty sure Sock is uh, yeah. feeling pretty good about himself about last night. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I tend to agree with him to a certain extent with Rugby Union, just as a whole. However... What are we looking at? Nearly 80 points scored. I felt like that was one of the more entertaining games. Aussies got down to 13 men at one stage, so it almost was like rugby league because Aussies had two guys in the sin bins. Plenty of meat pie, some really good high standard of kicking, some excellent skill on display. So, you know, I've seen some horrendous ones that you would want to go out with the toilet paper, but I thought that that Bledisloe was about one of the better contests uh, Gibbo that I've seen oh, in for sure. and since like, 2017, I reckon, when the Dunedin game, that was probably the closest we've been in a long time. Oh, for sure. And I think what helps it as well is New Zealand is sort of going through this period where they're not that great. Yeah. So We still can't beat them. We still can't beat them. That's <laughs> all right. Perfect. Um, That's what we need. Hey, David, what about playing Rugby Union at Marvel Stadium? Like, is that bizarre? Uh, no, I like it. Um, the dome there, it's, um, maybe that um, always accounted for, for such a high-scoring game. The the conditions there are very controlled. It's yeah. like, have you played? Yeah, played? Oh, yeah. unfortunately, it's shaped like a, a rugby league, rugby union, or football ground. Uh, it's not the traditional oval. It isn't when we play cricket, so it's really short square. So it's a horrible place to play. We used to play at Homebush. It's horrible well. for you because you just oh, got slapped over the... Because <laughs> i got a fat backside and I run off three steps and bowl 60Ks <laughs> and get hit 30 rows back, which is there. It just gets amplified because... You know, when you say, oh, that's a top decker. You know, these new stadiums, they put the decks at the top, you know, the second or third tier is actually pretty close to the ground. Yeah. So getting hit up there isn't like the good old days where it used to have to travel and go deep into yeah. the, you It's know, still not visually that great, is it? Oh, no, it's not. It's like, you know, you, you get the phone call from your mum and, what was that junk, son? Third deck again at Marvel. Where was your favourite place <laughs> in Australia to play, Sock? What's your uh, favourite ground? Favourite ground? Oh, it has to be at bar home. SCG. Yeah, bar SCG. Bar the SCG. Where would you prefer to play? I really like, even though I hate travelling there. Uh, oh no, no I'm going to say Adelaide. I'm going to say Adelaide. It was great. Oh, we played oh, there. We can't both give it to <laughs> no, Adelaide. No, we're giving it. No, we're going to give Adelaide the ground. That's it. That's all we're giving the crowd, them. No, the we'll crowd give them is the starting ground. to, uh, yeah. to uh, <laughs> arrive at SCN Towers out the front. It's got the pitchforks. That's their modern day weaponry of choice yeah, over there. Weaponry of yeah. choice over here. We got one more on the uh, text line from McHugh. Nick, can you ask Gibbo where was his favourite place that he uh, that he went to last night? There's a couple of. Uh, 
suggestions where they, you might you have went. been spotted yeah. last night, Gibbo. Ah, uh, yeah, I was at the tool shed. Um, ah. I love it, whatever that is. It just says is. here the, the bar. Yeah, the it just bar. says the Cleveland bar. But oh, the Cleveland yeah, bar. Yeah, the Cleveland, no. yeah. Hotel? I was the, yeah. You're at the tool the, shed. Yeah, whatever Good that night? is. Great night. Great night. Yeah. But I shouldn't go out on Fridays because then I come in here a little bit dusty, the rundown, a little bit You do bit have a little ass. bit of responsibility. We're talking yeah. about big nights. Nick, you went to the Roosters uh, Prezzo yes. night, didn't you? When was yeah. that? Uh, that was Thursday night, James Tedesco appreciation <laughs> night. Um, yeah. It was, uh, look, it was interesting uh, when you have a, a performance and uh, uh, that happened on Sunday for the Roosters and then you, you sort of go through the first couple of days of the week where you're... Uh, your team bonding, you know what that mm. what that means, Sock. In, yep. Uh, yep. In, in inverted. For those in listeners inverted, who can't in see, it's at home. Because that's beautiful radio. Doing the commas. Yeah, it was uh, to get together on Thursday. The night sort of always starts off a little bit slow, but then once you sort of get into the festivities and, and you reflect on what a really good season it was for the Roosters mm. um, and not to end up where obviously everyone in the room would have wanted to uh, playing tonight at, at Allianz against the Cronulla Sharks. But mm. uh, when you when you delve into the individual awards, James Tedesco five Jack Gibson medals in a row in five seasons. It's wow. um, it's a it's a it's a remarkable effort from from a player that I think at the start of this year was um, was unfairly you know labelled underneath a couple of the the fullbacks that were were going around, and I think. Over the course of the year, what um, James Tedesco was able to do for the Roosters and New South Wales and, look, hopefully um, potentially captaining Australia, I, I think yeah, five Jack Gibson medals in a row uh, was outstanding. Joseph Soeli, uh was uh, was nominated for the award as well. Uh, a great feather in his cap. Yeah. Um, he's going to be just seriously. We already he, is, he, he, he already is. He already is, but... Um, but uh, the sky's the limit for him when you when you you have a look at him get up on stage and he's 19 years old and the way mm. he can handle himself uh, in in those situations and on the field he's um, he's not only a, a physical specimen he's um, he's got the mentality to, to be able to be a, a great player in the NRL for a long time and then um, look probably clearly second best uh, player and and he. he Took out any award that Ted didn't win uh, was the uh, was Joseph Manu. I think um, what mm. he was able to do this year for the Roosters was uh, was amazing as well. So yeah, not uh, not the night that everyone really wanted to, and hopefully, well, we're hoping it was going to be in a few weeks' time. But the the, the Roosters, the Jack Gibson Medal, was a good night. Beautiful, mate. Glad to it hear was it. A good night. A couple more texts on the text line, Johnny. I agree with Sock. What a great game, but terrible game ending. Do you and do you agree with Sock's? French I, accent. I didn't mind that. Yes. Yeah, time on, time off. And I think <laughs> Gibbo wants us to have a break. Welcome yep. back to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club brought to you by Toro. As always, uh, Toro's 100% grass-fed mowers leading the charge. And topsport.com.au, home of the best multis. We've got a little quick segment here before we take a break and we'll be back with the week in review. But the Tartar Eagle, morning to the new A-team. Special mention to the ideas man who decided on fireworks. Under the roof at Marvel for the rugby on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> the first 15 minutes was like watching through fog. Have a great night. <laughs> the Tartar Eagle. We can slip that into the year and hours later in the show. But Tartar Eagle, that was absolutely sensational. And quick one for you, Sock. Benson's Lane. Is that somewhere yeah, where you like um, playing cricket? Oh, well, look, let's not rinse it too much. That's where I grew up playing cricket out at Benson's Lane. Out at Hawks. Beautiful place. However, in the, the recent floods... You know when you used to get those stories from the old timers, we'll call them that, you used to say the floods back in the 70s went over the top of the clubhouse. Yes. You used to be like, 
Yeah, mate. And they used to bowl bounces and they used to hit the side screen on the full. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Of course six did. that landed on, you know, in another suburb, you know, yep. and they were used bats that were shaped like this and <laughs> hollowed out loaf breads for thigh guards and chicken skins for gloves, you know, those old stories. Anyway, Benson's Lane, poor old Benson's Lane, under underwater, right up to the roof, which is a good 13, 14 metres. So that place has just been ravaged. But so we want to bowl when we go out there. We want to bowl. First I reckon it might, back, be bit, we're bowl. might be a bit soft <laughs> a on bit top. Of juice in the wicket. And you've got to take your air guard because, honestly, the fly's Ooh. there. They have pilots there that big. It's a it's a, right on a cattle area down there in uh, Benson's Lane. But shout out to everyone from the Hawkesbury or anyone from the Hawkesbury listening and anyone that's doing it tough, like my parents who live in the Richmond area still doing Absolutely. it tough. Absolutely. Mm. Shout out to Sox parents. We'll be back after the break. And just... Scott Sattler will join us in the second hour. Tristan Lord, so Tristan Merlihan will join us in the second hour. And we've only got two hours this morning because between 11 and 12, we'll be taking AFL crunch time. Hutchie and the team will be previewing the big game between Collingwood and Sydney. But we'll be back after the break with the week in review. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. As are we ready to charge through? Let's put a line through the biggest stories of the week with the Mowers Week in Review. It is the Week in Review. Brought to you by Toro Mowers. Toro's 100% grass-fed mowers leading the charge. And we are ready to lead the charge, Sock, into the Week in Review. You're a South fan. You were there. Mm. I don't know if you were there, but you would have been watching. Mm. But the NRL bunker has come under fire for the involvement in the game. And... It did start on Sunday afternoon. The first involvement I can remember for the bunker was the Victor Radley, 10 minutes in the yep, bin. Yep. And then from there on in, it was the longest game of rugby league to sit through. <laughs> it took forever. I was happy because I was able to whip in about three dozen cheeseburger <laughs> spring rolls at Allianz. But the yeah. bunker's involvement in that game, uh, too much? Yeah. Look, I think as a spectacle, I speak to a lot of, you know, punters, random punters out there who enjoyed it as a spectacle because you won't see much like it. You won't see games played to that standard throughout the season. So it was a one-off and I know it got a bit ugly and a few people got hurt and there were a lot of sin bins. Um, However, I I still felt like it was a good spectacle. That aside, I felt like once the standard had been set, as you said, with Victor, it was hard to go back on. And Ashley Klein, I think that remained fairly consistent throughout the game. But, I mean, you had two guys go to the sin bin twice. Um, you know, I think if guys are going to the sin bin twice, you've almost got to be sent off, in my opinion. So Tane Milne's the one that um, stands out to mine, who's two careless higher shots and still gets to stay on the field. I didn't think Victor Radley's first one, you know, the little short-arm jab was even worthy of, of 10 in the bin. But once that standard was set, you could tell it was going to be a physical game. It lived up to the hype. Um, yes, it did drag on. Yes, Ashley Klein... Uh, as Andrew Voss said, probably lost blood to his arms because uh, he had him raised above his head for half the match. He thought uh, he was at a. He thought it was an Allianz rave concert. Rave he, concert. Was, <laughs> he, he, he was. He yeah. was just raising the roof on oh, Ashley Klein. But it was yeah. a. It was. It probably uh, for a, a weekend of really good NRL action. The first week of the finals, it might have taken the way from. There was some good footy played by, oh, by your team. Uh, it yeah. down to eleven men uh, for Latrell Mitchell to go over and score. It probably took a little bit of the tarnish off some good play that was there on Sunday. Absolutely. And I think when listening to Luke here at the end of the game press conference, it was the, the one thing that stood out. Yes, it was physical. Yes, they've got the big enforcers like Victor and JWH. But when the moments came for them to seize their opportunity, I think they let those moments get on top of them. 
regardless of the refereeing. Rob, you know, Robbo, to his credit, actually said he felt like the game was refereed fine. He said the players allowed it to descend into the, the situation that it was in. Um, and as quite rightly, as you said, South with 11 men, I think five out of the eight tries that were scored were all done by teams with less players on the paddock, um, which just goes to show, and they say it all the time, it's a bit of a cliche, but your defence is all about attitude. Um, and I, I think if you give guys like Latrell space, even when you've only got 11 men on the field, um, makes a big difference. I'll ask you a question. The South Sydney team at the moment, uh, would you prefer this team this year, given your involvement with the Roosters, the South Sydney team of this season with Latrell or last year's team uh, with Reynolds, Sua, Gagai, at all, but no Mitchell? Um, I like Latrell at the moment, given the fact that you've got to be real careful. Like, don't. The old don't poke the bear. And yep. I think um, as much as he doesn't or, or he came out and said that sometimes the boos are a little bit too much and he doesn't like mm. it, I think mm. that it comes to a point where it's poking the bear and mm. he's got a look in his eye at the moment, Luttrell, of, of proving his South fans right and other people wrong. And mm. uh, in, in isolation, that game was uh, was controlled by the, by the bunker. But mm. when it was allowed to play, Luttrell Mitchell looked like yeah, the different level. Yeah, you know, the man that was going to be able to, and, and what Latrell does, and it's they're the, the dynamic duo there at South. When if mm. Latrell is playing good, Cody Walker he takes another couple of steps forward, and and he gets on the back of what Latrell does. So for me, sock I like this Latrell led Sydney. Uh, sorry, not Sydney, South Sydney Rabbit side. Uh, I, I think it'll be it's going to be a big game tonight against against the Sharks. Um, mm. The, the Sharks went down in a in a close one to the, the Cowboys down at um, at Shark Park last week uh, for Craig Fitzgibbon. He's done a lot of good work with this Cronulla side, and um, I know they've, the winner of this gets Penrith next week, but if the Sharks were to get bounced out in straight sets in the finals, do you think it would be a success for Fitzgibbon or, or an opportunity lost? I think, it's, I think it would be a success for Fitzgibbon. But speaking about coaches, which I yes. found really interesting in AFL this week, James Hurd. Considering yep. or being considered for the top gig at Essendon, what are you? Run me through your thoughts on that. Yeah, this is like okay, this is like a really bad relationship breakup, <laughs> right? And then five years down the track, seeing that ex partner on a dating app like Tinder, and then going, <laughs> maybe I might match up with him again. <laughs> yeah. Knowing full well what happened last time, yeah. and it didn't end that great. And mm. I saw a, a lot of bit of um, a lot of people having comment on it this week when it came out that uh, there might have been a venue of such, and, and people were quite harsh on the fact that people were still calling it a supplement scandal. It was more than a supplement scandal. Supplements yeah. are things that you take if you got a runny nose, like a yeah. sniffle, and yeah. a bit of a, a multivitamin. Yeah. multivitamin. It was yeah. a little bit more than a yeah. than a, a, a supplement scandal. Steroids. There's <laughs> <laughs> another word there that could be used. But look, it's probably got to a point there for, for Essendon where the, the, the ball's up of the back end of the season where they were late to the party with with Alistair Clarkson, because during the start of the year, Essendon were were, were going poorly. Uh, they got on a run and they thought that, okay, we, okay Rutten's our man. We, we've st- we've stabilised. We, we've won three or four in a row. They beat the Swans in, in that period. They were looking pretty good. And then in the back end of the year, they fell right off the cliff and mm. they were late to the party on, on Alistair Clarkson and, and being able to lure him as a coach, mm. which then made um, – 
Rutten's position untenable uh, as a coach. Uh, they've had bored people leave. And look, in the AFL, and we might talk about it with the trade period coming up and, and getting ready for a draft that needs to all be done in the next sort of month and a half, um, players and potential draftees are going to want to know who the coach is. And mm. uh, unfortunately, or fortunately for Essendon fans, they might be rushed into a situation where they might just have to take the best case scenario, like you go on a Friday night. You, mm. It's a, it's, yep. it's two o'clock. It's three mm. o'clock in the morning. You're running out of time. The it's lights the are going to come on soon. Yeah, the lights are going to come on soon. You're going to be rushed into a decision that you might want, want to take. <laughs> well, look, yeah, I have to do it. But, <laughs> hey, boys, Roger Federer retired this week. Yes. Now, mm. it's a shame to see his career come to an end after injury. But where does he sit in your power rankings of goats in mm. sport? Good shout. I like that. He's a good shout. He trans and and I think goats in sport like they transcend. Then they don't just don't live in their own lane of 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 sport. Where um, mm. Roger Tennis Roger Federer is just not adored by tennis fans. He's adored by sports fans all yep. over the world. So for me, look, and it depends how far you want to go back. But for me, I have I have Tiger Woods firmly at number one. Yep, firmly at number changed one. changed golf. Fair call. Yep, firmly at number one. Uh, and then I have Roger Federer at two, Serena Williams at three. Oh, yeah, I'd have those around the other way, but yeah, play on. pretty close. And then Tom Brady at four. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good four. Oh, Serena would be at the top in regards to what she's done for tennis, playing what till now she's 41. Yes. 41. What about in cricket, so? Goats. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. De- I mean, the king, I mean, he's, yeah. yeah. I mean, the other goat, Gaza, he's not really a goat though. He's, he's a modern day goat, sort of modern day paddock goat. But we, I think, well, we can't compare him to the actual goat. Which he's the is, one that the kids just take to, if you live <laughs> yeah, out in the country, yeah, you take yeah. it to school. For yeah, he's an actual goat, the goat. Oh, um, the cricket sock. Uh, yeah. Aaron Finch wrapped up his career as mm. captain of the yeah. 50 over side. Yep. There's been a lot of talk around who the next captain is for sure. Australia. W- yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I mean, there's also been a lot of talk about David Warner in the media recently, hasn't there, about him wanting to take over a leadership or ownership role of the team. Um, you've got Steve Smith, who is the vice captain of the test team. Now, I'm not sure whether he'd be interested in doing any more white ball captaincy. I don't know whether they sort of forge a path ahead for another young leader to learn around a really experienced group. Um, so, you know, to isolate Aaron Finch, what a fantastic performer for Australia over many years. I uh, still got the T20 World Cup, so still being connected to the game. Which way they go with his next captaincy is a big call. I don't think they'll put it on Pat Cummins because even he's probably said the pressure of test captaincy is, is quite high and you've only got a short span even there, maybe 30 to 40 games. I think giving him more pressure and, and then not allowing him to relax and have games off will be quite tough. Question is, it has to go to a batter because they're the only ones that you can say consistently in the team. But at the moment, it doesn't look like a settled sort of top six. So um, instead of answering your questions, I've given you more options. Uh, short answer, Steve Smith would be my number one pick. Do you think that the, that it should be, okay, boys, you've done for the sandpaper gate, David Warren. If you're in the team, mm. you, you should – now, I think he's proven, okay, there's been no more sandpaper, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> let's just, we think. That we know of, yeah. That we know of. It, it should be just, okay, boys, open slowly now. You've done it. You've done your time. Mm. No more. If, if David yeah. Warner's the best person for that job, he should be able to take it. Yeah, I think so. I think they've paid their time. They've done their penance. And I think it's about time that the community and CA move on with it. 
go back on their decision, give him at least the opportunity to present himself uh, as captain. I think he was given the opportunity to do a fantastic job. He's got a great cricket brain. He does. And I think, and we, we spoke about it a few weeks ago in the show, making sure if, if that keeps him around for, for Big Bash so um, he can slap you into the third tier at, uh, <laughs> at the SCG. Well, that is all good. That is a week in review. We're off to a break and we'll be back to wrap up the first hour of a great show, calls and texts. Just please, if we if you want to keep this this set up, if you if you like this top order, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. The big boss is in the house. We can just show him straight away <laughs> that you guys love it. We're off to a break, and we'll be back to wrap up the first hour. Bred with over one hundred years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. It is Nick Davis and Steve O'Keefe joining you this morning on the Saturday Morning Mowers. Sock just doing his best Ashley Klein impersonation for Elsa uh, <laughs> <laughs> Payne giving Seville 10 in the bin. But our next segment is brought to you by Bingley, proud sponsor for the AFLW Swans. And I appreciate that very much, seeing as I'm on staff at the moment. Bingley, better living every day. Sock, I am here in Adelaide with the girls preparing for a big clash this hour. This afternoon, Sydney time, this morning, Adelaide time, uh, the Swans AFLW will be taking on the Port Adelaide Power. Uh, so how are they going? So we're in round two, is it? Round four. Round four, round yeah. Four. I was close. Last week, yeah, close. And played GWS close. last week. Yeah, we had the derby, first derby, uh, Mangrook at the SCG, actually, uh, in Indigenous round for the AFLW. Yep. Uh, the girls were pretty good. The atmosphere was good. About 5,000 at the SCG. Wow, that's It was big. good. Like, that's eight Shield games. It was pretty good. <laughs> that's um, eight seasons of Shield games. <laughs> but, uh, no, they're going well. And uh, it, it, it was, an, it, let me give you, it's an eye-opener with the girls on an away trip. Uh, yep. The fake tans are on. The hair braiding is getting done this morning. But they, uh, they're preparing well. Uh, we're playing at Alberton Oval, the home of Port. Adelaide Football Club here in, in South Australia. Uh, and it's an opportunity to go up against another expansion team. So it's Port Adelaide's first season in as well this year. And uh, the girls are looking forward to uh, to a big game, to starting off the day in uh, in winning fashion for the Red and Whites. That's great, mate. So you've got a big roster at, at the Swan. So you're, you're, part, you're head of the academy and you also yep. coach... The, the women's team. Yep. Now, this year Sting it's... Sting an AFLW? Yeah, AFLW. And so it's an extended uh, tournament this year in regards to rounds? Yeah, it's going longer this year uh, with 18 teams. Every AFL club's got a an AFLW side, so uh, an extended, wow. where the, the, the women, the AFLW, have got their own standalone grand final where the NRL play it. Um, Along with the yeah. a, with the NRL, so yeah. uh, big season for AFLW. I'm looking forward to it as always. Brought to you by Bringley, proud sponsor for the AFLW Swans and supporter of women in sport. Bingley, better living now. That's the first hour done and dusted. The second hour is coming up. We'll do yeah, Nas, Scott Sattler, and Tristan from Top Sport will join us. Stick around. Calls and text. See you after the news. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Second hour of the Saturday Morning Mowers, as it was just said there, brought to you by Toro Mowers. Toro's 100% grass-fed mowers lead the charge and topsport.com.au, home of the best multis. Scotty Sattler will be joining us. Very, very soon, as we'll, we'll be doing Yeah Nas after we speak to Scotty, Tristan Merlihan. We'll go through all the sports odds, racing odds, 
and our stupid multi stock. We have a couple of texts on the text line that we want to get through here. Morning, lads. The goat of all sports has to be Kelly Slater. Yeah, yeah that's not a bad one. That's mm, not a bad one. Why didn't we think? How many world titles yeah. give out for oh, Kelly? 11. Eleven is Eleven it? Eleven world titles. Why? How did you give out? Not mention him. The resident frother here. Why did? Yeah. You, how did you not throw that up? Well, you know, I, I like to let you guys do all the work. You know, you mm. guys say all the stuff. And then I just mm. come in. I'm Sam Friday. I'm third man in. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Slater is the best. But <laughs> to be honest, I reckon uh, Steph Gilmore is the Se- go. She's up to seven. She's up to eight world eight. titles. So she eight. wrapped it up last week. And her Lane s- Beachley, seven. Lane Beachley, seven. And, oh, she is angry about it. Let's, yeah. let's well, Northern that. Beaches. Look out. At Freshwater. Down there at Freshie. Yeah. She'll I'm, be charging. Well, you know, we we talk, do we you? talk, yeah, we, a little bit, you know. Yeah. Oh, so how? Gibbo how rides. Do you... it, she she talks to Gibbo as he rides the shoreies, and then <laughs> yeah, is <laughs> in like, go as back in, as in get out of my way, Coop. That's <laughs> yeah, what that's what Gibbo. Ah, oh, it's okay. We're mates. We're mates. Yeah, we are mates. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> when she's paddling out, and then when she's paddling back in, we <laughs> and Gibbo's on his bodyboard and his flippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Kelly Slater, I agree. Mm. Uh, Brett from Blackwoods. Brett from Blackwoods. Yeah, great chap. We'll be there. Share platter Sunday tomorrow, Brett. Make sure you get that ready. Good show, boys. Question, Sock. Mm. Is Davy Boy not too old to be captain? No, I, Warner? I don't think so. I think even if you gave him a, a, an 18-month, two-year stint um, at it, I don't see why not. Uh, as I said, I don't think they're quite settled on that batting order just yet. Alex Carey would be another option, I think, who's probably starting to cement himself. Uh, but he's still finding his feet. That would be a lot of pressure to throw on a youngster. So, um as the old wise Greg Shippard used to say, experience never gets old. So why not go to those experienced heads if you've got them in the team um, himself? Or, as I said, Steve Smith would be my first pick. But if not, Davey Warner, uh, a close second. So in short, no, he's not too old. We'll go earlier. Secondary, yeah, no, nah, here uh, mm. <laughs> off the back of Paramat. Excellent mm. working of fireworks on the indoor arena was horrific <laughs> decision. Yeah. Uh, the decision to put up no name slash small name entertainment for the NRL Grand Final again. Who is the entertainment? Gibbo, do you know who's, who's entertainment? Uh, for NRL just, Grand Gib- Final? We've just we've just missed Gibbo. We lost him. We've oh, lost he's out him. With yeah, there, he's but the boss. Yeah, here. it's um, it's an important one. I think we need to um, get these things right uh, mm. now that international borders are open and we can uh, we can you know I'm all for Australian talent being showcased on our biggest sporting stages, but. Uh, we also need yeah. to showcase but. our biggest, <laughs> but, <laughs> but. We How many times to... are we going to open with Natalie and Brulia? Natalie and Brulia <laughs> and Shepard. Shepard during COVID, when everything was in Queensland, Shepard were just Grinspoon. filling up. They were, uh, Grinspoon are good. I don't mind Grinspoon every Bill now and Jamison, then. Or yeah. Wolf, Wolf Mother and all those kids. But. We need to make sure that, yeah, we showcase our Australian talent on our biggest stage. But we also need to showcase our biggest stage to the world. And that yes. might be bringing in oh, some overseas alternate talent. I have nailed it. So Macklemore. Uh, when Macklemore opened, that I feel. How good. That was unbelievable. Yep. That, was, that was a uh, good one. My most Macklemore. memorable uh, opening. So if you had a choice, who would you Ooh. say you could open it out to any star in the world? Yep. Who would be? We'll throw it out to the text line as well. Who would you have opening? The NRL. Uh, 0457736736. Who would mm. you like? Who's on your wish list to open the NRL Grand Final? I know he's coming here, and I'm hopefully I'm getting tickets to uh, 
Allianz Stadium, but Bruno Mars, I'd be happy with Bruno, Bruno Mars. I reckon he'd do a pretty good job opening mm. or the NRL Grand Final. Just get Matt Nable to do it. He seems to be all over <laughs> opening every game of football. Get him to do this. Get him to do the. Just get him up to sing a song up there with a the guitar or something. I don't know. Matt Nable, yeah, he could yeah, do that. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Who would you like to be opening the NRL Grand Final? This man could do it. This man has done wonderful things mm. in NRL Grand Finals. I'm pretty sure that if he needed to get up and belt out a tune, he would be <laughs> able to do that. Sports Sunday host, friend of the Saturday morning mowers, Scotty Sattler. Good morning. Is he there, Gibbo? Yeah, he's Don't been, he's been to be there. Oh, really? Sats. Oh, there he is. Hey, guys. Good morning. If if needed, you've done you've done wonderful things on the NRL Grand Final stage. Could you open up the show? Could you, if you had to belt out a tune if, or a couple of tunes in the pregame for the NRL Grand Final, what would you what would you go to be? Well, my go to song is Escape Club. That's my karaoke song. And so if you if you load me up and drink responsibly, <laughs> if, you, uh, if, if you load me up full of um, Jamaican spiced rum, I can sing anything you really want me to. Anything from the eighties. Uh, but when it comes to halftime entertainment, I think if it's not Cold Chisel or, a, like you said, a Bruno Mars, I reckon just going to let my kids play on the on the field at halftime. Oh, yeah, that's an interesting that. one. The Swannies do do that at the end of games, don't they? They have a kick yeah. out in the footy field. Yeah, they do. No, you yeah. kick the kick out there. But Sats, let's get on to the rugby league. Last night, Parramatta, they were way too good, 40-4 to four against the Canberra Raiders. <laughs> the run of the Raiders has come to an end. But Parramatta, very, very good. They were outstanding, didn't they? Send a big message to the rest of the comp. Um, you know, when the game started, guys, I thought this is going to be a cracker. This could go down to Golden Point, and they're going, they're going into a real arm wrestle really early on the game. It was like high intensity, and Tom Bank was just absolutely pumping. And then, and all of a sudden, Jordan Rampen made that mistake, and they they were the ones to blink first. And as soon as he made that mistake, Parramatta just went to another level. So, you know, everyone's criticising, and there's all this news coming out of leaks coming out of the club, and there's disconnection. But I've got to say, that they're, they're the most they're the most connected side out of the finals so far. It was a it was a master performance. Uh, yeah. It, um. And, okay. And the leak, Scotty. It, we've everyone's been involved. The internal leak. The internal leak. The internal leak. Brad Arthur. He handled it pretty well in the post game press conference. Yeah, he did, and like he said, you're not going to break us, and and we do. Yeah, we we do have some quarters um, in the media that, that try and bring the game down any any way they can and, and any angle they can. And and Brad Arthur knows internally he's got a really strong playing group, and you know I know guys that are in that club internally. I, I know how strong of a of a of a group they are from from staff in the football department all the way down to their you know player number thirty five. So um, and last night they. They answered a few critics, to be quite honest, because I was one that thought that all the noise, all the head noise throughout the week was probably going to get to them. Because I think sometimes paramedics fall in love with themselves a little bit and I think they're going better than what they really are. But last night, they were willing just to roll up the sleeves and just you know, get into a bit of a bun fight really early. And then when they needed to you know, flick the afterburners on, they did that and put 40 on, on Canberra like in a blink. Um but Canberra have been brave. They've been really brave. I love the way they've just walked the tightrope the last sort of six or seven weeks, and it sort of shows how strong their playing group is. And you know, from their coach, it really comes down from their coach, who's uh, you know, who's one of the great gunslingers. Uh, I remember listening to well, I listened to the press conference with Ricky, and he said if you'd asked him, I think at around eleven or twelve, where they'll sit in thirteenth or fourteenth, if they'd make it through to the second week of the finals, 
uh, and get flogged. He said he would have taken that, which is testament to his performance. But on to the Eels. Dylan Brown, Mitchell Moses had, you know, fantastic games, in particular Mitchell Moses. I don't think there's anything to worry about the HIA. But can you run us through what it would be like going up to Townsville and playing uh, the preliminary final, the first in 13 years for Para? You're, you're enamoured with their performance. Can they get it done up there, you think? Oh, they can. They can. But if there's one team that can defend the, uh, this, this onslaught of attack that Parramatta have, it's, it's the Cowboys. They've got one of the best defensive records in the comp this year. What's it like going to Townsville? How exciting would it be? You know, they've never played a prelim final up there, so it's actually new territory for the Cowboys as well. And and staying in town all week and the expectation of your of your region is, is going to be a, a, a huge yeah, burden to bear. It's great having a week off. Um, and you guys know how important it is having all that time to sit back while everyone else bashes themselves silly and injuries come up and maybe someone does something stupid and has a... Uh, yeah, has a hairbrain explosion and, and gets suspended. And so to have that week off, it's you know, I, I think it's a godsend as a side. So, you know, the Cowboys would sit back and watch that game last night. And although it wasn't a physical match per se, like a finals usually is, and wouldn't have taken a lot out of Parramatta physically. So, you know, Parramatta will go up there. They'll go up there primed. And there'll be no problems with Mitchell Moses. There's no dramas. So if Brad Arthur, I'm surprised he didn't leave him off, to be quite honest. Because we'll call him again, Jimmy Smith and Anthony Seabold and Brett Kamali and myself last night. And when he came back on after the HIA, we were just, every time he took the ball to the line, we were cringing in our seats. We thought, oh, he's going to get rocked again. If he gets rocked, he's gone definitely next week. So, um, funnily enough, he, he left him out there. And um, I think that was to send a message to the rest of the comp also. This, this kid's a tough kid. So, um, there's always a message of the madness, isn't there? But, yeah, you know, going to Towns, well, that's exciting, I think, as, a, as an opposition side. They've got nothing to lose because no one expects them to win. So, um I think it's a scary proposition for the Cowboys. Is it enough, Sats, for Parramatta, the, the grand final qualifier? Does, does that, if, if they do go up there and they do, nah. the Parramatta fans unfortunately get beat, is that enough for Brad Arthur and, and the side? Do nah. they get another year's grace or do they need to make this grand oh, final? Oh, yeah, no. I think, I, think he's, I think Brad Arthur would be safe because yep. getting to a grand final qualifier, that's not, not a bad achievement. But yep. Parramatta's a little bit different, isn't it, guys? Because of their history, they haven't won since 1986. So there's, there's high expectation every year. And um, to get to a grand final qualifier is still a great achievement. But I think we all believe that this Parramatta side has you know, been potential premiership winners for a number of years now. And, and there's just something missing in that group. Now, this is probably the last window. You know, they lose some key players next year. And this is the window that they've got before they probably have to re, start re, redefining themselves. So um, they've got to get to a grand final as worst-case scenario. You know, even if they don't win the grand final, they've just got to get there, I think, for to appease, you know, I think appease the masses a little bit more. Yeah, I think you're right there. Tonight's game, 7.30 at Allianz Stadium. If you are heading out there for the Cronulla Sharks-South Sydney game, Give yourself plenty of time because there's going to be 45,000 people next door making their way out as you're making your way in. So, shy fans of the Sharks. How are the Swannies looking, Nick Davis, who are your favourites? How are they looking? Yeah, I reckon they'll be all right. I reckon they'll be all right because you know what's going to happen, Scott Sattler. If it's a Geelong Sydney grand final, you know it's going to be replayed all week and it's, uh, it's going to be lunches for days for Nick Davis on grand final week down in Melbourne. So, I'm hoping for a Swans Geelong grand final more than anybody I, in the world. You bought. Do you buy into this argument that the Swans play better with Buddy not on the ground? I don't buy into it. Yes, I no. do. Oh, Sorry. do you? Yeah. Sock. Yeah, all my experience. Anyway, I spelled it out of the conversation, so I said, yeah, I, mean, I agree. What do you think, Nick? I Come agree. On, with all your experience. Nah, look, I think it's um, – I think – and it's been different. I think six years ago it was the Lance Franklin show there, but 
Uh, he's he's not just a bit part player. He's more than that at the moment. But he, um, he, I definitely would like him running out in my side than not. But a man that mm. won't be running out for the Cronulla Sharks, Sifatalakai, he'll be out of this game. Yeah. Lockie Miller moves onto the wing and Connor Tracy, he moves into the centres. And Royce Hunt out as well, the big front row. Looks like he's going to be out. So, you know, what's been really good for them this year is they use that. They're just that massive size and aggression, and, and they lose two really big, aggressive, quick players. So, yeah, it's going to hurt them, especially against the, you know, Latrell and Co. He just, he just loves the limelight. Latrell, I love it. I love how he just does the Babe Ruth moments, like he points into the stands and says, this is all about me. I love it. Uh, South Sydney, how do you think that they'll bounce back from that game? It was a... Uh... It was a brutal game physically. It was an emotional game. And talking to the Roosters boys, they were emotionally drained from it because every mm. three or four minutes you had to run into a fight. And, and that can be quite mentally draining. That Every five minutes you're, like, you're out on an edge, you're just doing your thing, and there's a fight starting. You've got to run in and try and grab hold of someone. You know, when you, when you lose, you guys know better than most. Yeah, when you lose, it hurts more physically and emotionally. When you win, you Speak recover. Speak for yourself, so Sats. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> We're winners here. Yeah. We're winners here, mate. <laughs> when we lose, we blame someone else. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah, Obviously talking about Gibbo. That's yeah. fine. Play on. Hey, Sats. Good. Morning, mate. Two of the greatest, greatest finger-pointers in, in, in sporting world, you two. Yeah. Um, but when you... When you win, you, you don't hurt as much. And when you win in those games, it means you won the fight. Simple as that. Whether it's on the field and also in the head as well. So now they'll recover quickly because, yeah, the best part about it is they're players that usually do lose their heads like Cody and Latrell. They're the ones that kept their head when all that madness was going on around them. So that's actually a pretty good sign for Cena. Scotty Sattler, Penrith Panthers, I'll be sitting there, you know, Watching this game, uh, as you said, with the week off, it's, it's very beneficial as you just walk through the wind tunnel. Um, Penrith, it, I just want to go back to their game, what you thought. Everyone was eagerly awaiting Luai coming back, Cleary coming back. They had the whole team coming back from a week off in, in the last round in the NRL. Um, they're just going to be cherry ripe, aren't they? Yeah, you have to be a really good team to beat them, I think. Even if they have two players that have an off night, they've still got another, a number of players that can just pick up the slack. So, And they've just got so much energy. And to give them a week off, they're just going to be like kids in a toy store, to be quite honest. But, um, yeah, they're going to be difficult to beat. I, I thought Cleary's comeback last week, if we had the old ratings in the rugby league week, I've said this a number of times during the week, he would have got a 10 out of 10. It was just... There's a flawless, um, flawless, flawless performance. His kicking game was amazing. He, he terrorised Wonga Blake. And you know, the arsenal he's got in his kicking game is pretty impressive. Yeah, they'll, they'll just sit back and lick their, work, lick their lips this, uh, this afternoon or tonight. And, and, um, and whoever they face, it won't phase them. They won't. They'll be ready to go. Scotty Sattler, thanks for joining us on the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy the rest of the finals. And have a good weekend, buddy. Go the Swannies, go the Bunnies. Oh, good man. Good man, Sats. I appreciate that. That's uh, Scotty Sattler joining us there. After the break, yeah, nah, anything that's getting under your skin throughout the week, let us know. Or 0457 736 736. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. It's time for... Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. It's time for yeah, nah. Everyone's favourite part of the show. There are many favourite parts of the show, but this is it. I'll start with one on the text line. Sock, yeah, yeah, nah is 
something that just hasn't sat really well with you during the week or just in life. So mm. something you're like, yeah, no, nah, nah, that's not a good idea. I'll start with McHugh on the text line. Yeah, now nah, whoever started up the South petition, that's a yeah, now. Nah. So Gibbo, give us a yeah, now nah for that. Yeah, now, nah. now, nah, yeah, now, nah, yeah, now. Nah. If there's any more out there, you, you have got a few. So yeah, no, I'll but I felt like first. that was a yeah. I felt like that's yeah, a that's great call. You get Tommy into the game to show how ridiculous the tailor made decision is to defer his thing. They were two separate things, though, Sock. Yeah, one know. was one happened off the field, one happened off on, on the, the field. field yeah. Like the yeah. tailor made decision. Yeah, which one do you think is more serious? One that ends up in court or the one that ends up in front of a rugby league judiciary? Well, it mm. happened on the field mm. and the judiciary was a week later <laughs> yeah. where Taylor May well, mm. was, what, a year and a half later. Yeah. They should have suspended him one yeah. week. Yeah, would have made all sense, yeah. Fair call. All right. Well, that's a yeah, nah. I've got a yeah, nah for you. The new yeah. iPhone. Now, I'm running, I'm rocking an iPhone 8 or something like that. It's very slow, crack screen, all the rest of it. But I was looking at the new iPhone 14s. Pro Max, 2800 bucks, and doesn't include the charger. No, yeah, charger. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Nil by charger. Nil by charger, yeah. And that is just... So it just charges itself. You can buy a... Charging no, no, I think you've got to buy the charger. As in, like, it doesn't include the charger, as in you have okay. to then pay well, everyone, extra. Everyone at SEN uses a Signet Power Bank. And I remember that text message, the group text that went around at least 18 months ago. Everyone, what phone have you got? We're going to get Signet Power Ganks. Mm, yeah. How's yours going, Nick? Yeah, it's great. It charges my phone beautifully. I really enjoy it. But no, what so- about the uh, Signet Power Bank? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very he's, good. He's but, One vote. So- yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's gone rogue. I love he's, this. Forgive yeah. So 2800 for the yeah. new iPhone. Charger, yeah. That's one thing that's rattled right me this week because I'm not definitely that's not getting a new phone. You're not going to no, Nokia no 3310 maybe. Play Snake. Um, Still got that. Drug dealer's phone of choice. So I see on all the documentaries. You see that? That's what they say. You can't be traced on those. On that's the what Nokia. They rec- on the on old the Nokias, ones. yeah. So. Snake so there's a year now for you. What else mm. have you got? Oh, I've I've got, got a couple, couple on here. Oh, you wouldn't believe it. I'm sure you haven't. Well, if you haven't heard, you're going to hear it here first. The Queen died, apparently. <laughs> Gee. You wouldn't know. It's on every channel 24-7. And I'm just not a fan of watching it all day long. Yeah, no. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. And it's only going to intensify. Yeah, well, she's she, – what is she laying in state now? Like, I mean, I, talk about the send-offs that you want. This is what I want. Yeah, just 14 days of mourning, queues for three to four hours just to come and see you laying there, um, motionless, a box covered in uh, flags. Yours would be what? How many flags? Collingwood, Swans. Collingwood, you'd have, the, you'd have more flags than the Queen on your – Roosters. Yeah. So, anyway – so she gets buried on Monday, then it's done, hopefully. We can we move get, on with we, King Charles. We get, a, we get a day off on Thursday. Fantastic. And get around that. Yep. Get around that. I'll get a couple. Mm. I'll get a couple. Not too many. I said, world's pretty good at the moment, so I'm not being flustered by too many things. But my year now is teams having their awards nights before their season is over. Mm. The Canberra Raiders had their Mel Meninga awards night before the season's over. It's just weird for me. Yeah. Nah. You agree with that? So I, I, I do. So do you reckon awards nights, wait till the final game, final day, everyone has it together. But then, yeah. I mean, there's no real benefit. I thought one of the benefits of tanking at the back half of the season is you can get away to your, you can get away for your, you know, makes the off season a bit longer, doesn't it? Or do you reckon it, it infringes on that? Because if you've ever had a poor season, you're knocked out early, you have the, and then you're back early. Has that ever happened to you? Well, there's been 
was there was it the West Tigers a couple of years ago under Madge, maybe his first or second year, he mm. made them train through the final series yeah. and they didn't <laughs> yeah, that's fun. That went well. Yeah. <laughs> Chop that well down to a good idea. <laughs> it would have been those players who were there trading during what the final series were just thinking, no, no, boys, we'll get him. We'll get him. Just give us a couple yeah. of years. We'll get rid of him. We will get rid of him. Be Revenge is best served cold. Let's, yeah. not, let's just make sure that. So there's that one there. And I have got one more. I was okay. uh, I was driving through the streets, not anywhere near a desert or anywhere where this needed to happen, but mm. there was a guy and two guys running, which well done. Good work getting out and pounding the pavement, throwing the ASICs on and getting out there, but mm. carrying water bottles. Oh, you're running. No. Like you're not running through the desert. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's, um, I mean, is I, there not, this is like through the main sort of yeah. streets of That's Miranda a, and yeah. Shire. Like there's plenty of places where you can, if you are parched and you're, and you're working hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. That you can, <laughs> There's no Just need for the, the camel pack, is there? You know, the full-on <laughs> tube not. over in the skin. Do they have the skin socks on as well and yeah, the tights? Yeah, they had the high socks on. They yeah. had the high socks on. They had the lycra shorts. So they, they, they were aerodynamic. Look, And you know what? Three things that don't lie, socks. Three things that don't lie. Like <laughs> drunk, drunk people, they don't lie. Yeah. Kids, they don't lie. No. And lycra. It <laughs> three things that don't lie. <laughs> And yeah, oh, so well done for the guys for getting out there running. But unless you're uh, you're heading off across to Perth and getting, whipping across the desert or going through the Sahara, drink bottles whilst running. It's an absolute yeah, enough nah for me. Have you got any more? Uh, oh, we'll go one more, which I've noticed uh, while we've got time. Gibbo's nodding at me. The Violet Crumble's been around for hundred over a hundred years, yep. um, and they've decided, uh, in all their wisdom, some sort of think tanks come together. And they've instead of putting chocolate on the outside, they've decided to go for some sort of raspberry twist flavour. So not only is it more expensive, it's now five bucks a bar. It tastes like cardboard. So I'm a big yeah nah for changing the original when it already works. Yeah nah, no nah, yeah nah, yeah nah. You know on um on confectionery that's going out of date. Did you guys see that Lyft was being discontinued in Australia? The drink. Uh, the drink, yeah, Lyft. No way. I was more of a solo man anyway. Yeah, well, everyone yeah. everyone sort of was, apparently. Was. Yeah. yeah, pictured myself sort of canoeing down the Hawkesbury <laughs> River or something and just slamming down a solo. So lift done. Lift is done. Right. <laughs> I mean, That's you know, a sad day. I mean, you're, if you want that sort of zesty lemon pick-me-up, you know. Um, was the lift in the, in the KFC sort of... Pepsi Max sort of rain was it? Yeah, it, I reckon. I reckon it I was. Reckon it, was. <laughs> it was absolutely. It was always Sun-kissed sort of lift. Uh, Pepsi the, Max was KFC. Yeah. So I've heard. Yeah, the adopted second <laughs> child just neglected, um, and now gone completely. Max so. Gornskis. Max gone. Oh no, Pepsi Max still here. Max gone. Yeah, Max gone. Yeah, they were gone last week. Max gone. Have we got to hang on? We've got breaking news. We've got a yeah, nah, yeah. Yeah, right. Sorry, we don't do fancy stingers here, Nick. We you know that. We, <laughs> we know that. Because you, who knows what your button you're going to press and what's exactly going to come out right. of it. But you're going. I'm going to the AFL, boys. So your auntie's coming down just for the game. You hadn't had tickets, but you told her that you had tickets, and now you've come through at the last minute with yeah, tickets. Yeah, so I'll say, hey, can you transfer me to $200 for tickets, please? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, 300 You haven't scalped them, have you? They're not in row no, no, Z. Well, Nathan uh, Brooks. He's one of my great friends. Well, yeah, I don't he is know. Now. I think he is yeah. now. <laughs> we're, we're, we're colleagues, but we're friends. And he, he called me while we were on air. I was thinking, oh, no. 
as what Sox said, said something. Yeah, <laughs> as said I do something. admire the Queen. Let's let's get that yeah, right. Well, and my French accents. I was thinking, oh no, Sock, what has he said or what mm. have I said? Yeah. And then he just said, keep an eye on your email. I look at my email. Thinking, <laughs> oh, oh no, that. there's a bit of a joy. Yeah, HR. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, you know, you get past all the HR emails and then you think, oh. Oh, there's two tickets. Then you see two tickets to the AFL. And boys, to be honest... I'm out of here. Yeah, you <laughs> nah, man, nah. We haven't got far to go. That was yeah, nah. If you do have a yeah, nah, we've got plenty of text to get through after the news and Tristan Melhan, 0457 736 736. Get your yeah, nahs in. Or if you've got an original that was tried to be supersized by the Violet Crumble, uh, the original is always better than the sequel. But mm. if you've got a suggestion there, shoot that through 0457 736 736. We're off to the news and we'll be back with Lord Sir Tristan Melhan from topsport.com.au. You will hear that game, the Sydney Swans versus the Collingwood Magpies here on AFL Nation on SEN 1170. Looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to talking to this man from Top Sport, home of the best sports multis gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Lord. Are you there? <laughs> How are you going, Dickie? Yeah, what a big Oh, day we're killing today, it. So. We're killing it. Self-praise is the lowest form, Very but we're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> Bit, bit better than no praise, so it's, uh, I say that all the time. So. <laughs> take it when you've got it. Take it when you've got it. Lord, the games last night, a little bit of a recap. Uh, the uh, How did it fare at topsport.com.au towers there in Rabina, Parramatta, and Geelong were able to get the business done. Yeah, and they both covered very comfortably. Uh, the total points both went overs, and they won 13 plus, 40 plus respectively. So punters on the favourites had a, had a nice little result. The the um the cats were well backed all week. That line moved about two or three points, so that was a um a a, a, a tough result our end. And then but then the uh, the other game was it was a really good betting affair. There was money for both sides. I think punters thought, and I certainly thought that Canberra were going to put up a bit better show than what they did. And there was a bit of action on the plus six and a half. So um yeah they they weren't uh, the quite the quality we've seen in the last couple of weeks of finals. But hopefully we get uh, get something similar today where we get a couple of good games. Sticking with the AFL first, Geelong, no matter who wins the game this afternoon between Sydney and Collingwood, would start favourites? Yes, I, I would suggest so. Just purely, um, I, I think if Sydney were to have a, uh, a really strong win, they're going to be quite tight in the betting. But just the fact that the, the grand final, of course, is at the MCG, that's going to help. Uh, to put it in perspective, um, Geelong played uh, Collingwood at the MCG uh, only a few weeks ago. So if they were to face off again, I think it was around about a dollar thirty uh, Geelong. So I'm tipping it to be around about the dollar forty-five mark in a grand final. Maybe if Sydney make it, it's about a dollar sixty-five something in that vicinity for the for the Cats. But certainly they're going to be um, they're going to be warm favourites. Five forty five forty-five at the SCG. Sydney do take on Collingwood. The market for that game Swans will be favourite, and the line it's a pretty good line for Collingwood around the seventeen and a half. Yeah, it's seventeen and a half, so three goals, and um, I think it might be four forty-five. So if you're going to the game, Dickie, you might be there. Four forty-five. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm in Adelaide. Remember, I'm in Adelaide. I'm in Adelaide. I'm in Adelaide. I'm in Adelaide. It's eighteen. It's 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 nineteen ninety-eight here. So <laughs> we got a total points of one hundred and sixty-three and a half. So it's going to be a uh, a tight, low-scoring affair. One forty-one. The Swannies two ninety-five. The Pies as well. So yeah, Swannies are firm favourites. Three goal favourites, but um, you know, we know how good Collingwood's been in those close battles. So it'll be interesting if that line just tightens up a little bit as we get closer to the game.
I did speak before in the show, and you would have been listening, of course. But the Brownlow Medal markets that you do have up at topsport.com.au, the team have markets for days. Obviously, winner, top five, top ten, leading Brownlow medal polar per team, and you can bet per round. Who you think will get the 3-2-1 in each round? If you think someone's had a blinder in round 11 and you think they're guaranteed for the three votes, you can, uh, you can have something on them. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of work that went into getting all of these markets up and uh, it's just having a look at it now. There's uh, been plenty of action. You just have to look at some of those options you say. You go to round 16, Frio versus Port Adelaide. Ollie Wines, the only Port Adelaide player on the board, $2. All the other Frio players, $235. But yeah, there's been a stack of work got into it. We've got a heap of player options, a heap of uh, you know other options. So if you're a Brownlow fan, make sure you check it all out. We've got, got it on tomorrow night, of course. But the actual winner market has been probably one of the best betting races I've seen for many a year with Lockie Neal, the favourite at $3, Clayton Oliver, 365 Patrick Cripps, he's been well supported in the last week or so. He's into $5. Uh, we had to reinsert him back into the field. Uh, late in the season. We pulled him out of the field when it looked like he was suspended and then popped him back in. Uh, Andrew Brayshaw, 850, Tuke Miller, 950, and Christian Petrarca, 14. So, heap of different markets. The trifecta has been a uh, popular one as well. Some very wide prices there, too. So, I've seen some uh, big liabilities flash across the screen. So, we'll be uh, sitting there nervously watching, depending on who's sitting first and second in a couple of these spots. Absolutely. Plenty of markets available on the Brownlow medal. Switching now to the NRL finals tonight. I'll get this wrong with this one right at Allianz Stadium after the Swans game, which is at 4.45. The Sharks take on the South Sydney Rabbits. Uh, the prices there, uh, South just slight favourites. Yes, South slight favourites, $1.73. That's moved on the back of Talakai uh, withdrawing from the side yesterday. The Sharks out to $2.16. Two and a half is the line and 42 and a half the total points. Obviously, both of those sides had very intense games last week. The Bunnies in a brutal war against the Roosters and the Sharks obviously went to double extra time. So I just get the feeling there's going to be a bit of fatigue at the back end of this game. Wouldn't surprise me if it opens up and there's plenty of points late. And maybe whichever side you like, have a look at the the 13 plus option because I just get the feeling one side might just happen to get on top of the other late, even though the betting is really, really tight. And I couldn't tell you which side's going to win. But yes, that game is on at 8 o'clock at Allianz after the Swannies game, uh, which will be a big night there in Sydney. Socky, as a Rabbitoh supporter, mm. any anything there? Anyone no, stand I, first? I, Try look, scorer, Alex Johnson, he's a given. Yeah, he's like that uh, warm blanket on a cold winter's evening, Alex Johnson. Him to get over is pretty straightforward. I, you know what I don't fancy in if I was, uh, you know, if I was a, a Cronulla fan, his South's right edge defence. It's been a bit of a turnstile all season. Um, so if you're looking for first tries, I'd be looking at that left edge of Cronulla. I reckon might get over the line, but I reckon the Bunnies 13 plus. There you go. We might whack that into our wacky multi a bit later on. But before we do, let's look at some racing. Yes. It's finally back. Got some big names out there today. Nature Strip, Anime. How are we seeing them lining up? Have you got any specials for us? Yeah, we always have a special. Trent's always on the job to get a special for the listeners. Uh, There are some big names back, as you say. I was very excited for the George Main Stakes where Animo and Zaki were facing off. Unfortunately, Mm. no Zaki. uh, Zaki's been scratched, which is a bit disappointing, but it'll be lining up next week. So, uh, But what we have seen in that market has been Animo went from $2 into $1.50 once uh, Zaki was removed from the mm. field. Back out to $1.70. Hinged has been absolutely smashed. $19 into 10 and Fangirl mm. $9.50 into $6.50. So, and also Ice Bar 31 into 13 So what that to me is indicating that the, the pro partners out there believe that there's just going to be a, uh, a different setup for this race and maybe... 
uh, Nozaki in the field just brings the others into the mix a little bit more, which is uh, which is fascinating because the market certainly changed complexion on the back of it. Then, as you as you touched on, sock the uh, the big match race between Nature Strip and Eduardo, two dollars twenty Nature Strip, Eduardo three eighty. Just got the feeling Marzu at six dollars mm. fifty might blow them both away. It's the young up and coming horse, uh, and you got the eight year old and nine year old respectively top two. They're obviously superstars, but I think this might be the making of the spring for Marzu this race. So I just get the feeling first up is a massive chance. And then in Melbourne, we've got a really good card of racing as well, where we've got the Sir Rupert Clark, um, where unfortunately the favourite was a second emergency and did not make the field. So that's seen a big shift in betting on the back of that. Tuvalu's gone 7.50 into $4.20. Showmanship $7 into six and Ayrton 7.50 into seven. But the one they've come for at a little bit of value, which I think is worth a little each way wager, is uh, I am Superman sixteen dollars into ten, and then the other race that is uh, is is in my opinion one of the is, is going to tell us a story deep into the spring is race four the Caulfield Guineas Prelude. Um, F Cabin has been one of the superstars on the up. It's been talked about a lot. It's been two forty five into two twenty five. Osbenko four forty into four twenty is the other star horse in that race. I just like one down the bottom. Japanese Emperor. It's only had one start for a win. Nine dollars into six fifty. I think it's the horse on the up, and it would not surprise me again if it caused a boil over in this race. I think at six fifty, it's worth an each way bet. And uh, yeah, it looks a really, really good card of racing in a number of states there today. Now on the Saturday Morning Mowers Club, it's time for Nick's stupid multi. What are you stupid? What's the matter with you? Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Are you stupid or something? Stupid as a stupid does, sir. <laughs> Stupidity finds its way into this in many <laughs> ways, so shapes and form, and I'll work it out again. But I'm going to go racing today, Lord, uh, in honour of you know the big race meeting at Ramwick, and then everyone that's going to go there to the SCG and then to Allianz Stadium. I'm going to start with the horse that you mentioned a little earlier in race eight in the shorts, Mazu. I'll have, in, in honour of our uh, our comrade that's not here, Adam Peacock, I'm going to have Mazu to run a place mm-hmm. because that's what he does. Uh, that's what he does. So that's what he does. So I'll have Mazu to run a place uh, at the fixed odds there or best of the bear, whatever you can. You get all the best stuff at topsport.com too. And then in the last race... I want to have, and I'm not going to go to place. I will. I'll actually, I will. I'll have I Am Lethal to run a place as well. First up from a spell for the John O'Shea camp. So race eight, number four, Mazu to run a place. And in the last race, I will have race 10, number 14, I Am Lethal for my $100. Thank you, Lord Sir Tristan. That looks very nice. It comes out at four dollars eighty-eight, so that we'll pop that on. And yes, uh, all uh, trainers will breathe a sigh of relief <laughs> there that Adams are uh, not not in attendance today for his racing tips. But six thousand and sixty-seven we got in the kitty as we work Ooh. towards spring. So Ooh. really starting. Sock, you're a man. Well, well, I reckon well, we can get yeah, it. Hang on, yeah. I know, I know Adams tri- not here, but I am, and I am. Adam has been <laughs> rubbish, Tristan. He has so been I, rubbish. And just quickly yeah. before you go, so there. Speaking of float breaker, there must have been one because I can't see. Uh, the great uh, Joel Kane's horse, King's Trust, King's in the Trust. highway. So I'm not sure what's happened. Oh, there, is there a fake bait? I don't know what happened, but these they must have missed nominations or acceptances or something happened. But King's <laughs> Trust is having a well earned 
and and so our text message is having a well-earned weekend off with that King's Trust. But Sock, mm. what are you going for for I'll our? Be, I'll uh, be trolling, by the way, before the first. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, I'm going to be a little bit more bold with my selections because, oh, um, oh, you know, 488 is, I mean, what, what are we doing with that really? It's not even getting us a round of beers with a new beer taxi. And so <laughs> we're going race seven since Aki's been straight. We're going, we're going to start off with anime. You know, I think it's going to get a, we're paying $1.70. Uh, we'll go to race eight, nature strip to win. So anime Time. into nature strip. We can have that. Yeah. We can have that. And then we're going to go race 10. We're going oh. to go... With a bit of a roughie here, Cavalier Charles to win into $11. the eleven dollars. Yep, into here we into go. hang on. Yeah, <laughs> you want to be remembered. Hey, you remember by kicking five goals in a quarter and winning a flag, don't you? Don't get you don't get with thirteen possessions or something like that and one one goal, one behind. So we're going to go into the Swans to win. And into the bunnies to win. So I'm going to round my day out from race seven onwards. It's just going and to be it a is, humdinger. This will be the last time that Top Sports there, the Saturday morning mowers. Tristan, it's been a pleasure having you on the Saturday morning mowers all these years. Did you get all that? <laughs> I, I got all that. So there's two things, or three things I can say to that. So we've got the dividend of $101. That's, more like, That's more like it. Cavalier That's Charles. more like it. Cavalier Charles. Swannies into the rabbitoh. So 100 to 1, we'll put the 100 on now. I can assure you that I'll be talking to the hierarchy at uh, FDN. This will be Sock's last, uh, last time he's on the Mowers Club. And if this wins, this will be Top Sport's last time on the Mowers Club. But uh, we, will, we will be cheering at home and, uh, and, and fingers crossed we get a result. Well, we're still waiting for Noddy's multi when he came on and co-hosted the show. Noddy's multi was, I think, there'll be a moon landing in 2020. <laughs> like... like <laughs> Noddy's multi was about uh, steady. I think it was like eight million to one, and we're still waiting and, for and it. There's still, it there's, <laughs> there's still legs that we haven't got to there. But Tristan, thanks for joining us potentially for the last time <laughs> on the Saturday morning Mowers Club. Remember, if you are gambling today, do yeah. it at topsport.com and do it responsibly. <laughs> Lord, hopefully, I'll speak to you next week. If not, I'll speak to you personally during the week as well. Well, do you, just just before I go, I just okay. say no. There was no coincidence that Noddy got the job at the Tigers the week <laughs> after that. That multi was, uh, was stated on it. Right, it was <laughs> on the wall. Absolutely great uh. pick up. Lord, have a great day. Hopefully you have some success up there. Not too much for the punters. Remember, Top Sport, home of the Top Sport betting multi. Download the Top Sport app today and gamble responsibly. Lord, have a good weekend and we're off to a break. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. We are ready to charge through any job. Kibo is ready to charge to the SCG and to other establishments around Sydney tonight. (laughs) He is absolutely fired up for today. We'll get through some texts before we let you go. On the NRL Grand Final Entertainment, uh, Eels Mars get Tina Turner back. That would be outstanding. Uh, we've got the Foo Fighters would be perfect. Chock from Calderwood, thanks for your text. The Foo Fighters sock, that would be not a bad one. Oh, yep. That would yes. be good. Yes. On the world Tick. stage, we want, our, we want our game on the world stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of Aussie's best rockers, Jimmy Barnes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Jimmy Barnes would be screaming the house down. Uh, Macklemore, we got a few there. We also got some. We've got plenty of love here. So we've nearly. We're, it's nearly time for us to declare. We've mm. we've seen off the new ball and we've absolutely carted it all parts of the ground today. Nice. McHugh, 
Nick, I hate to admit this, but I think you and Gibbo, and we should say Sock as well, should join Coach K on the Friday 12 o'clock time slot in the long lunch, full time and permanent. Mm. Boys, what do we think about that, Gibbo? Oh, I'm in. You're in. I'm in. I've probably got better things to do. Uh, but it was a nice gesture. Oh, well, Sock, do you want to come back next Saturday? Uh, ooh, no, not once the multi gets up at 101 to 1. I won't have to come in for the year. Yeah. How has it been, though, Sock? You know, it's a new show. Really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, a little bit of dust in here. I, you know, I had to yeah. cut sway through and find my seat here sitting in here, Gibbo. But to be yeah. honest, one of the more professional shows I've done. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I underestimate the work that Adam and Nick do now that I've had the experience. So I'm happy just to have the one off. The one game in first grade was enough. Uh, uh, if I move up the order, just move up the order, pinch in it opener. Yeah, and go, go, go back, back to second down grade. The order again. Yeah. Yep. Get some more runs and then maybe I can feature maybe next season. I think I've realised I'm maybe 12 to 18 months off the top grade. But uh, I've been well handled by yourself, Nick, Carried and Gibbo. So much appreciation to so both of you. So if I can be critical, mate, if anything, mm. you are way too serious. Mm. Very serious. <laughs> uh, I think you need it. You're about a 10 on serious level. Yep. Maybe about a four Dial or three next time. Okay, yep. sure. All right. Sweet. Dollar. Thanks yeah, for We've got a couple more here. Mark Mark on the text. Just quickly before we get to Macklemore for our pump-up song, the 100-metre sprint at Grand mm. Final would be good. We tick. could have that absolutely tick. Thanks for spending two hours with us on the Saturday Morning Mowers Club, brought to you by Toro and Topsport.com. Here is Macklemore to play us out. Hopefully your team wins on the weekend, and I'll see you next Saturday on the Mowers Club. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91